Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, April 14th. Two critical hot-button issues that animate Democrats and Republicans, though for different reasons, were front and center in American politics today. Abortion and guns. Today, the Supreme Court temporarily extended access to the widely used abortion drug mifepristone to give the justices more time to consider the case. That means a Texas judge's ruling that had suspended FDA approval of mifepristone is on hold until at least next week through Wednesday night. That's after the Justice Department and the drug manufacturer filed emergency appeals with the court to do exactly this, to stay and suspend the Texas judge's ruling from being put into effect. Now, we should make clear this is not the final decision by the high court. They're not weighing in here on the merits of this case at all. It just means that the drug can stay on the market as it has been for a little while longer. And just as a reminder, this is a drug that has been deemed safe and effective and in use for more than 20 years now when it initially received FDA approval. And it is a method of abortion that is used in a majority of abortions in the United States. If the justices were going to act on these emergency appeals, they were going to have to do it before 1 a.m. Eastern tomorrow when, in part, that Texas judge's ruling would have gone into effect. I say in part because the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals weighed in this week and actually allowed in its ruling for the drug to still be on the market, but that there would be restrictions that had been lifted back in 2016, such as women having the ability to get the drug through the mail. That is something that became available in 2016. The Fifth Circuit rolled that back in its ruling saying, no, 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 you'll have to get this drug through a provider in person. So that partial ruling from the Texas judge as adjudicated by the Fifth Circuit is all on hold now, at least through next Wednesday night, due to Samuel Alito's decision to put this stay in place at the Supreme Court. Why Alito? He is the justice with oversight and responsibility over the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. That's why this fell to him. This case is the most important abortion-related dispute to reach the Supreme Court since Roe v. Wade was overturned in its Dobbs decision last year. That's when the conservative majority on the court issued its ruling that would take the issue of abortion and put it in the hands of each state. And we have seen state after state grappling with the post-Roe world, including as recently as last night in Florida, when the Sunshine State was put on a path to become perhaps the most restrictive state in the South to actually acquire an abortion. Today, Vice President Kamala Harris said in a fiery speech that she thinks Republicans are stripping away rights and masking it as freedom, calling out Florida in particular for its new abortion ban and the medication abortion ruling out of Texas last week. Let us clearly understand the moment we are in. A moment in which our hard-won freedoms are under attack. They attack medication that for 20 years the FDA ruled as being safe 
And just yesterday in Florida, extremists there signed a six-week ban before most women even know they're pregnant. That was Vice President Harris at the National Action Network, Reverend Al Sharpton's organization up in New York. And you'll hear from her throughout the podcast as she represents the Democratic point of view on these two critical hot-button issues in American politics. As for that big development in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill into law yesterday that bans most abortions after six weeks of pregnancy. It makes exceptions for victims of rape, incest, and human trafficking to obtain abortions, but only if they provide evidence like medical records or a police report, and only if they are less than 15 weeks pregnant. Any physician who performs abortions or whoever, quote, actively participate in them could now be charged with a third-degree felony. Opponents of the bill point out that six weeks is before many women know that they're pregnant, while supporters of the legislation say they are protecting life. And we should note, this ban cannot go into effect in Florida until the state Supreme Court takes some additional action. DeSantis is walking a bit of a political tightrope on this issue. He had said for quite some time that he is going to back this six-week ban that was making its way through the legislature. And that is a fulfillment of a campaign pledge to block abortion after the detection of a heartbeat. DeSantis certainly will try and use this as a calling card for a segment of the Republican primary elected, should he run for president as we anticipate he will. But if you look at polling on six-week bans broadly, even just among Republicans, it's rather evenly split, again, even among Republicans. But DeSantis is banking on the fact there that there is a very significant slice of the Republican primary electorate, especially in places like Iowa or South Carolina that are at the front end of the nomination process, where his signature of this bill can be a credential that he sells. However, DeSantis is also keenly aware of the political danger around this issue and that position for him in a general election context, should he become the Republican nominee. That may have something to do with the fact that he chose to sign this bill behind closed doors at 11 o'clock at night. Now, Ron DeSantis is no stranger to how to maximize publicity around a legislative priority or a political battle that he wants to fight. Take a look at what he's done with Disney, what he when he argues against sort of the quote unquote woke corporate culture, his battles in the education space where he thinks public education has run amok in its teaching of race and history and sexual identity and orientation. However, in this case, and again, he's not shying away from the fact that he supported this bill and signed it into law. But he's certainly not highlighting it to be the sole identifier of his political identity. If he wanted to do that, he would not have done this behind closed doors at 11 o'clock at night. And in fact, when he was at the Christian Conservative Liberty University today in Virginia, he really just made a passing reference to the issue of life, not a specific touting of his signing of this bill. Listen. We have embraced freedom. We have maintained law and order. We have protected the rights of parents. We have elevated the importance of family and promoted a culture of life. Today up in New York, Vice President Harris called out Ron DeSantis without using his name. And then, isn't it interesting 
that in the midst of all these attacks on fundamental freedoms, these so-called leaders dare to tell us they are fighting for our freedoms. Don't you find that interesting? Some have gone so far as to name and brand their agenda the, quote, freedom blueprint. Don't fall for the okie doke The other big hot-button issue that has been front and center today is the issue of guns. This is because many of the 2024 Republican presidential hopefuls are addressing the National Rifle Association's annual conference. It's being held in Indianapolis today, and obviously it comes just days, weeks after the two mass shootings that we saw in Louisville, Kentucky and Nashville, Tennessee. The NRA is a group that in the past has wholeheartedly endorsed Donald Trump, has been a significant portion of the Trump coalition. And this is how the former president and current Republican frontrunner addressed the group when he spoke in person today in Indianapolis. So I was proud to be the most pro-gun, pro-Second Amendment president you've ever had in the White House. I think that's been acknowledged. And with your support in 2024, I will be your loyal friend and fearless champion once again as the 47th president of the United States. Trump's former vice president, Mike Pence, was also at the NRA gathering today in his home state of Indiana. He was pitching himself as the true conservative to stand in this fight for freedom against the liberals. Well, I came here today before the NRA to say enough is enough. As we stand here today, American freedom is under attack as never before. Big media, big government, even big business have locked arms to advance a pernicious radical left agenda. Once again, Kamala Harris gives the Democratic perspective in her speech in New York today about the issue of guns while the NRA's conference was underway. And let us continue to demand that leaders step up and show some courage in state houses and in the United States Congress. To make background checks universal, repeal the liability shield that protects gun manufacturers, and to renew the assault weapons ban. Guns and abortion. Two issues that Democrats and Republicans use to mobilize and activate their base voters. They use for political organizing. These are two cultural cross-currents in American politics and fully on display today on the 2024 campaign trail. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Steve Lichtai is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe, Anna Sterla, and Martin Gualondo. We'll be back Monday.